often beats with Clint. Ew. <sighs> um. So friends, huh? What a disappointing. You know, you know how the ending of the show Friends, right? As you could tell, I'm talking about the show Friends. It is really a sad ending when you really think about it, you know, because the whole ending is, you know, um, Chandler and Monica. They move to the suburbs because they all live in the city. They're having their own kid and they don't want to, they don't think raising your kid in the city and the same apartment you lived for the past eight years and where you have friends walking in and out, you know, it's not the... It's probably not ideal. It's not what you want, I guess, to each their own. So, they're separating. They're married. They are moving to the suburbs to raise a family. And in that episode, I don't remember 100%, but in that episode or a couple episodes before, Ross and Rachel, they fucking, all of a sudden... All the trouble they had for the past nine and a half seasons. Just fixed like that, huh? The guy that Rachel never liked in high school. Even though he loved her, right? Actually, let, let, let me start from the beginning of what I was thinking about, right? So I broke it down in my head. So anyone familiar with the show knows that Ross had a huge crush on Rachel <clears throat> back in their younger days because Rachel was best friends with Monica. Monica is Ross's sister, who at the time was fat. Why is that important? Not really at all in this scenario or for what I'm talking about, but hey, facts are facts. So, his sister and her were like best friends, right? He had this obsession with her, but just never had the balls. So, you know what? He didn't deserve her. She was, like, the really, really pretty girl. He was um, not that. And so then, years, years later, right? Season 1, Episode 1. The first scene is literally her bursting into Central Park, the coffee shop. That all the friends go at. But she's in a wedding dress. And they're like, who the fuck are you? She comes in there. And I don't remember if she went there with the intention of finding Monica specifically. Or if she just happened to go in there because she ran away from her wedding. Because she didn't want to marry. She was afraid to marry Barry. Ironically, that rhymes. Who did dental work. Which, um... Ironically, like in season like four or five, they hooked up in the dentist's office. You know, got to relit that passion of the wedding you ran away from as he cheated on the current wife they did get married to and found out that it was actually like one of her best friends, but whatever, not important. So she runs into Central Park, right? Wedding dress, ran away. Needs help and shit. Needs a place to live. Needs a restart life. So Monica lets her live with her, right? Okay. So, let's plow through. So, Ross always has these secret feelings for her. And he's like, this is my chance. But you know, through the first three seasons, he was always friend zone. Never really knew what to do to make a move or nothing like that. So you just watch her get plowed by like half the guys in the city going on dates. And, and then all of a sudden, he uh, she sees a video, right? I think it was like season three or four. She sees a video of him back in high school or something professing how much he loved her in some secret video or something and she sees it and she's like oh my god I love him so much now 
So they get together, right? <clears throat> and then there's the infamous, they're together, then they break up, then they get back together, but then they, she finds out that he was, he slept with someone, or a couple people, if I remember correctly. They have the whole, we were on a break! It's a legendary line of human history, TV history. It's legendary. We were on a break. So, they were on a break. They eventually kind of get back together, but then they end up not being together. Then they get back together. Oh, what do you know? He gets her pregnant on a one-night stand type of thing, right? Which, I don't know, as a one-night stand, if it's like your 99th time standing with each other. So, he gets her pregnant, right? Was this about like season 7 or 8 or 9? I'm going to say season 8. She gets pregnant with Emma. So, they aren't living together. Okay. And then I'm starting to think... Huh, she's having this person's child. But she doesn't want to be with him still. Hmm. You look back, why are they together? Because she saw a video of him saying how much he cared for her. But she never really portrayed any knowledge beforehand that she wanted Ross so bad. Which, who can blame her? So, now you're pregnant with this child, and then you don't want to be with him really at all. You think you guys have issues, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You don't think it's going to work? Okay. So then all of a sudden, she hasn't proven at any point she could like take care of herself or nothing. He has a place easily, you know. He's a paleontologist. The dude makes pretty good money. He has an apartment of his own. They could live together, but you know what? Whatever, they don't. And then... So they don't live together. And then about season nine-ish, she moves in with Joey. While she's... Well, she moved in with Joey when she was pregnant with the child. But then she lived with Joey while... After she had the kid, right? But they weren't together. They are just friends or whatever. Because Joey had an open roommate since now Chandler lives with Monica. You know, the one they married. He married. Literally across the hall. So there now, Joey and Rachel live together. But Rachel has Ross's kid. Ross lives in a building across the street. But Joey lives with the kid. But they're not together. But then they do kind of end up catching feelings. And then they do end up. Dating each other. But it was always every time they're about to go there. It's always. Joey's like. "Mm, I don't feel right doing this to Ross. I can't do this to Ross. I can't lose my friendship with Ross. You're damn right you can't. As Ross would say. And. So. But the fact that she would consider. Being with one of his friends. While she just had this guy's kid. Who wants to be a part of a life. And have that whole family thing. That's the kind of guy Ross is. Because knowing the fact previously. He wasn't able to have that. With the previous woman who he had a kid with. Because she turned out. To lick clits. And like a like woman, I'll do it to you. Rest in peace, Ben. Um. So season nine, they season during that time, season nine, season ten, they're not together. Ross and Rachel not together, but her and Joey entertain the idea, but they never fall through with it. But then all of a sudden in the last season, 
like the last couple episodes, last episode specifically, I believe, they all of a sudden decide, she all of a sudden wants to work it out and actually have that. They all of a sudden, amazingly, after seven years of trying to figure out how they can be together, after a couple seasons of, after they have a kid together, they've proven they don't work together in any way. They don't, they, they're not compatible. That's what they convince themselves. But then all of a sudden, he wants to be with her. There's no and ifs or buts about it, but she always has questions about him. And you should have a lot of questions about Ross, by the way. No one's defending this man. He's a stalker, crazy, a little weird. But then, so the last, so the last couple of episodes, all of a sudden they work it all out. <clears throat> and I wondered, hmm, you finally settled. You finally now want to be with him. After you've exhausted all your options. When you had all these years that you could have shown you wanted to be with him like that. And it takes for you guys to have a kid. And your best friend. Moving away. For you to finally. Want to be with him. Now why would she? Why would she all of a sudden, like, why is that, huh? Hmm. Is it maybe because she no longer has, she's going to be lonely? Because her best friend's moving to the suburbs, and she's still going to be living in the city. Because Joey and um, Phoebe, you know, they're Joey and Phoebe. They're going to be doing their own thing. Because she would have been truly lonely. So I guess what I figured out is that she's still, to this day, let's say hypothetically, 19, 20 years later, they're still together. Ross is never the person she wanted to be with. But she didn't want to be alone. And if Monica and Chandler would have not moved and lived there. Her and Ross would have never been together. She settled. It's the definition of settling. You literally tried to date other people after immediately after you had this man's kid. And you're like, well, I guess now. It's like, yeah, because now you literally have nowhere to live. You have no community. All your friends are moving. It's really hard to make new friends when you have a kid. The only person I will understand is the person you actually had a kid with. So I guess I was trying to figure the fuck out. Is it selfish? Is it wrong technically what she did? Because you can see that she's basically... Using Ross to her convenience. Like it took you a long time after you guys had a kid together for you to finally be like, you know what? This is what I want now. It's like. But you but it's not you've shown time and time again, you don't even really like Ross. I guess what I'm trying to say is Rachel's a cunt. A fucking cunt. And I don't use that word lightly. But damn. She's really. It's really a shitty thing. And the worst part is. She did it the way she did it. Because she knew. Because she knew that Ross was the one obsessed with her since very young and she was never into him never the only thing that attracted her to Ross was the fact that she knew how much he desired her and load for her he knew that he would 
give up like anyone else in his love life for her. She was the one. But Ross was never the one for her. Am I am I crazy? Because like I really think that Ross is the person she wanted to have kids with. I shouldn't say want because it definitely wasn't on purpose. But Ross is the person she would want to raise a kid with. But he's not the person she actually wants to be with. And I was thinking. Is that typically the reality of most people that get married and have kids? Like, I put it like this, like, think of it like everyone that's married, right? And they've been married for, like, a good amount of time. Obviously, everyone has a dating history. We all have those few people in our lives that were like, man, we let them get away. She was the one. No one made me feel the way she did. No one made sure, no one texted me good morning like she did. She texted me good morning with a smiley face. I never forget those smiley faces. But what what I'm saying is I I guess this theory that I came up with, I shouldn't say theory. But if if you did a poll of like 100 married people, you randomly pulled 100 married couples, right? Who have kids. And you were to survey them, and they couldn't lie. Like, it was one of those TV shows where you're hooked up to a lie detector test. Be like, do you feel, if you could stop everything the way it is right now, right? And you got to choose at this point in your life. You got to redo everything and all the partners you've had or anyone you've been with. You got to choose the partner you wanted to be with right now the one that actually made you feel the most of yourself the one that you felt is the one that got away would you do it would you replace your partner with that person do you feel that the person you actually married is really like the third best option of all time in your rankings in your personal life Like, if you could have picked the person that actually made you the whole happiest, not the person that you picked for, you know, raising a family together, or not the person that you picked to, you know, stability, but the person that made you the happiest. As a person, interaction, you can do the absolute nothing with and be the happiest. Is your husband or your wife, are they probably like the third or fourth of all time? I don't know. I I do think Ross is like, Rachel's like fifth best of all time across the board. Yeah, because if you watch all the seasons, like, she had a lot of dudes that were much more interesting, much more, you know, fun, interesting. Someone she would actually want to be around with more times than not. I feel like the only thing that she knows about Ross is that he will always love her. I mean, fuck. He said her own fucking name at one of his failed weddings at the altar. Instead of saying Julie, he said Rachel. And then that was like the end of season four. She knows. She's got him by his prehistoric dinosaur ball sack he's extinct to all these women's eyes and she knows that Ross is like for comparison like on the suns like like if Rachel's team was like the Phoenix Suns like, Ross is like Mikkel Bridges in her. He's definitely not the Chris Paul or Devin Booker of her life. 
there's plenty of there's plenty of other dudes that actually could be that for her. But Ross like Mikel Bridges, you know. He's steady. Good job. That's not who she wanted to be with, but once her friend left and it knew it would just be just her. Then all of a sudden she wants to quote unquote settle with Ross, the person who she already had his kid. And wanted to be with his, one of his best friends while she was pregnant with his kid. And not too long after, she had his kid. And they had a long history before that's not like knocked up, oh fuck, whatever. Nah. I think Rachel is not as this favorable character as we all want to make her to be. She, and the thing that's frustrating about it, right, is that Ross knows this. Like, Ross knows that she can and wants so much better than him. And it's not because he's a bad person. It's not because he couldn't actually give her the life together that she could get that she wants she just doesn't want him he's got to prove so much to her just to convince her that they should like have a life together like this dude said your fucking name at a at his wedding altar fucked up the wedding cause he was thinking of you at the altar. What more does this man have to prove? That's the thing. Because she knows. That he. Is not the one. She's like. He's like. He's really like her. Google restore backup plan. Like, if you accidentally, like, shut down, if you accidentally shut down your computer before you X things out and log out of things, and then you restart it up and sign in, it'll be like, last time your Google Chrome didn't sign out properly, blah, blah, blah. Would you like to back up the files that didn't save? Oh, yes. Ross is those backup files. He's the backup file. She shut down that computer. And the second she wants to turn that computer back on. The second she wants to not play the field anymore. Have the man that's right there. She turns on that computer. And Ross is there with his face. Back me up. Yeah, I was thinking that. I guess... My theory is that Ross is Mikkel Bridges. Oh, also had a... So, I have a friend of mine. Shout out to David. Shout out to David. It's last week working at a place I always go by and chill at. He has a white t-shirt, right? At first glance, it looked like he has an OnlyFans t-shirt. But then you look closer. You notice the fans. It's a little. The fans where the fans would be. It's a little bit more than four letters. And then you read it. It says only friends. And it's just a cute t-shirt. Graphic t-shirt. Play long words. Only friends. And it gave me an idea. What if only fans. What if there was an only friends actual page. But it was the same format as an OnlyFans page. So we know that OnlyFans is typically only used predominantly, let's just call it what it is. Predominantly, OnlyFans is used for sex, pics, nudes, nude vids, vid of nudes. 
new vids of nudes. Yes. And then you pay for it. So you subscribe to a page. This is just from my knowledge. Of course, I would never go on these sites and actually pay because that's pathetic. It's all over the fucking internet. Why am I going to pay for you to play with your pussy with a glass vagina like cut thing? Are you afraid? Aren't you afraid to put glass in your vagina? You're not afraid of it to shatter? You're not? Oh, okay. It just shattered glass in your vagina, you know? A little debris never hurt down there. It's like a little twister. But. So I was thinking though. What if it had the same format? Alright. Let me break it down. So I did a little research about the OnlyFans. So OnlyFans. You subscribe to someone's page or whatever. And they'll post stuff to kind of keep you up to date with stuff. And. But then, like, for very special things, you have to pay for, like, specific videos, pay for specific pics they may post. Like, oh, pay five bucks if you want to see me finger myself. Pay ten bucks if you want to see someone else finger me. Pay twenty-five if you want to watch a vid of a vid, watching a vid of me vidding myself. You know, dumb shit like that. Girls Gone Wild. It's amazing how underrated that shit is now. Reinvented the wheel. So instead of VHS, it's vagina hypergamy sodomy. By the way, fuck you for anyone that does sodomy without consent. Hence, sodomy, not consent. But what if there was an only friends type of website where you pay... For what you're specifically looking for. But it's defined conversation. Like like friends. So let's say you want to talk about something very specific, right? Oh, like um, I want to talk about the... I want to talk about anime or some shit. Even though, or you know what? I want to talk about... Specifically, I want to talk about... The TV show Friends and break down very something very specific about it. You type in Friends, the TV show, deep dive, blah, blah, blah. And then what do you know? There's some person in Switzerland that wants to talk about the same thing that's active online. So you click, connects you two together, and then you pay to talk to each other. And then... Smartly, what you would do over the phone call, exchange each other's phone number so even when that time's up, you guys can keep in communication for further. But you find people that have common interests. By finding subtopics on this website, and then you guys can connect. And then you can actually connect with people and actually talk about things that you actually want to talk about. And not be convinced by your Instagram feed of what you should be talking about or be convinced by TikTok, which by the way, I created TikTok today. Uh yeah, go follow off and beat. Shameless plug, but it's my plug. I could plug myself, hence air freshener. And I'm always fresh. Even when the air isn't. Hence China, TikTok, China. China wants to shut down TikTok, but they don't want to shut down, you know, the pollution they got going on there. But they'll shut down if you want a third kid. Not a bad idea. Neutering. Hey, shouldn't do that. Whatever. Continue. Clint, here I go. So only friends. You connect with each other through subtopics. Even if you want a general, like. But you talk about specific. You find friends that are very specific. I'm not talking about, oh, find someone that you talk with sports. This is a way where you can narrow down and Find people with your very, very exact interests. A lot of people, I like TV. I like movies. I like sports. I like gay porn. Well, you know what? You can get very specific in the subject within the subject and the subject within that subject. You could find someone and talk to someone. And here's the reason why I say only friends Will be so much better than OnlyFans. In terms of. The output people get. 
and the payoff, no pun intended. With OnlyFans, you pay, you're going to pay for whatever you're going to pay for. You're going to get off and like, damn, I can't believe I just paid 8 bucks to masturbate. I can't believe I just paid 20 bucks just to see a girl do a nice little dance nude. Very long dance, dressed like, what's that redhead off fucking um, Roger Rabbit? By the way, she was fucking hot. That was the hottest animated girl I've ever seen in my life. I was young then, so it's cool for me to think she was hot. Not a creep. But what if the the reason why I was saying is the reason I think that would be so much better is because have you ever had a really good conversation for a couple of hours with someone? And at least for the very least, for the next couple hours of your day, unless something happens, or even throughout the rest of your day, you just feel good. You feel better. Something about talking to someone about whatever, even if it's complete nonsense, just that human interaction, that actual human interaction to talk with someone that actually wants to talk with you about whatever you want to talk about. There's no greater feeling in the world. And it makes your day better. It makes happier people. Probably wouldn't have as many shootings. Because people could just have someone to talk to. Probably have a much less stressed people out here. Because most of them just want someone to actually talk to. They could find people online. Yes, I know you could go online and kind of find people. But you can't really find the people you want to talk to. You end up settling in conversations you don't really want to talk about. But you would rather have human interaction than no human interaction. And I think it would be much healthier to have the only friends than the only fans. Friends is community. Fans, it's even in it, a fan. It's like you're looking up to someone. You're paying for someone to look down to you. Which, they probably are looking down at you if you're paying for fucking nudes. That you're not even fucking fucking them. If you're going to pay for sex, you better be actually having sex. Who the fuck pays for... The watch sex. You know, unless you're like at one of those like, you know, was it the sex clubs? Then yeah, you pay, probably pay like an entrance fee. Go to one of the little see-through things. You could watch uh, some 19-year-old from Rome, Georgia get pounded by a 33-year-old in Carrollton. Yeah, perfectly fine. It better be in person. Maybe you could join in. You know, make a little centipede. Eat now like a buffet. I'm gonna eat like a buffet. Cause I'm hungry. Thanks, R. Kelly. Cause what we needed from you was sexual references at a buffet. <sighs> but yes. More of, this, more of this whole idea. Creates healthier people. You actually talk about the topic within the topic. Now, instead of these OnlyFans, where it's just paying for... It's, I mean, when you really break it down, it's kind of sad. People are those that sad to see something new in something that feels non-produced. That they're going to pay some girl in Indiana... Who like just moved into her apartment. And she found out she could make more money doing this. Than working at her Publix over there. Of course she's going to do it. I would too. If I had you know. The features. And I'm not talking about the ones that J. Cole brags about not having. I mean the features on my body. I do have tits now but. Not the type that people would pay, pay eight bucks for. Not in the slightest. I would pay eight bucks to, you know, watch me fuck someone. But no, is it, see, that's where the exception. Like, if someone secretly recorded you having sex, and then they had an OnlyFans page and be like, hey, you have to pay ten bucks to watch you have sex. It's like, eh, okay, I can get that. Because you know what? 
Maybe you could buy it back, copyright, and then you know, put your stamp on it, put your watermark, make an NFT, which no one will probably pay for because you're probably not as good at sex as you think you are. But <clears throat> it is 1.55 a.m. on June 19th. Yes, I'm recording at 1.55 a.m. Why, you may ask? Because I had this obsession with just making sure I catch the NBA games. Jazz got um, sent home. Um, They got saxed instead of axed. They got saxed because, you know, they're the Jazz. And uh, they got clipped, you know, by the Clippers. Shout out Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann. He is the man. (laughs) But Donovan Mitchell did ball even on a bum ankle. Twists and turns of uh, that didn't work out. Um, Rudy Gobert, you know, he could touch all the microphones to make Corona viral, but um, apparently he couldn't um, get too contagious defending the three-point corner. They just uh, kind of kept doing it. And uh, the Jazz did nothing to adjust. Jazz didn't even seem like in the second half. It's almost like they wanted. They almost just like, hey. If we win and go to game seven, great. If we don't, we're, we're cool. But yeah, man, Utah, fuck them, you know, the fucking Mormons, man. I thought about being Mormon. Do I think life would be easier? Um, I think it would be more purposeful because, you know, they go on missions. They force you to actually, you know, be better people. Can't drink caffeine, supposedly. You, um, you know, wait before marriage. So it means you're actually full focus. We talk about no nut November. I mean, BYU's been no nutting for like decades now. You got 26 year olds. Like, have you ever watched like a BYU football game? Like some of those dudes are like 24, 25 years old. Hence, Taysom Hill was like 26 before he went to the NFL. And now he's got paid 140 million at like 30. Got uh, paid off. Gotta really paid him off for being a Mormon. But, um, yeah, man, being a Mormon, you know, you, I would only assume there's not, you know, we can say what we want. Mormon, that would be a boring lifestyle. You know, we're all about success and we're all about having peace of mind, things that we crave. I've never met a Mormon that was like, a deadbeat. I've never met a Mormon that was like a piece of shit. I've never met a Mormon that didn't have really at least a stable living. Most Mormons are pretty damn rich. Because I think the religion basically forces you to fucking focus on shit that matters in life. It's like, no, hey, fuck that caffeine. Fuck your sweet tea. Fuck your, like, coffee. Fuck your sex. Fuck whatever, oh, you think, at uh, 20, in college, I think, like, sophomore, junior year, like, they have designated missions you go on where you just disappear for two years and, like, go to Brazil or Kenya or something and actually do something meaningful. You go abroad and actually live there. You actually learn about life and shit. Like, no shit, you're going to be a better person for that. You actually have, t- you know, you're not rushed into a career necessarily. You actually figure out what you want to do with your life because you go abroad and you see life and you're like, hmm, I really need to take this more serious. I really need to do this. Maybe we should all just be fucking Mormon. If you want to be happy and successful, just be Mormon. I've never met like an unhappy Mormon. I've never met a real judgmental Mormon. I've met a lot of judgmental atheists. I've met a lot of, it's kind of weird, like, to be an atheist. Why can't you just, like, be non-religion? Like, why do you have to make such a point to shit on people for believing in something? When I, like, when I see atheists, I think, I look at someone that's just angry because they want to believe in something. I'm not atheists. Is that the right word I'm using? Atheist is like when you're into the devil, so you do believe in something. Agnostic. That's what I mean. Agnostic. Where you're not religion. Agnostic. A-G-N-O-S-T-I-C. 
agnostic is like where it's at. Well, no, because that just means you're not religious. I don't know, man. Basically, people that hate religion, they're the ops. They're very opposed to religion. I just really think that they're just mad because they can't believe in something that strong. And look, my my like view on religion in general is I think that um, for the most part, it I think it could really, I think the way the teachings are, in some ways, it could force you to not actually live a life for yourself and actually what you want. Um, I actually think it can restrict the way you actually grow as a person in some ways, but at the same time, I also think religion, I'll say the benefits why I think of a lot of religion. I think religion brings you structure. I think it, for the most part, brings you values, like good values. Um, Even though I do think a lot of religious values that are values, I think they're really just common sense, to be honest. Like treating the neighbor, love the neighbor, like, you know, giving and, you know, donating, not figuratively, like always donate money, but donating your time, you know, charity, which is a charitable, like, gesture. Like, I think a lot of these things are really just common sense. And I don't really feel like you need a higher power to be able to tell you to do these things. I do think what religion can do is it can unlock your ability to believe even when it's hard to believe, which I think is something that I'll say personally, like I struggle with believing in a lot of stuff. I'm kind of cynical in a lot of ways. And I was, I've always thought like if I grew up religion or if I decided to believe in a religion, which I don't know how you convert to religion. You just read some and you're like, I'm going to be religious and I'm going to figure out to make this happen. Or do you have to have a belief in something and then you learn and learn, become an expert in it, and then you actually can say you are? Like, that that's the part that's confused me about religion. Like, how do you convert? Like, do you just, hmm, I want to read something, and then you read it and read it, and then you just read it and shove it down your throat enough where you convert to it by default? Or do you have to have a preconceived belief of it? I think these are fair questions. These are actually, I'm actually curious about this. Like, how do you become religion? Do you kind of have to be pushed into it? You have to be forced into it? And then you have to just accept God's hand? Or do you have to seek it? And by seek it, I mean, do you have to seek the knowledge when... Because typically when people convert, like if you're converting like when you're 34 years old, right? You're probably converting because you have hit some really rough points in your life and you're looking for guidance and you're looking for a way to navigate. Like that's typically when people try to become a religion later in life or even later than usual in life is when they... Things happen in life that, in a way, force them mentally or force them to have to take action in a, really in a sense of desperation to have guidance, you know? Your back's against the wall. It's like, you either need to have a quote-unquote coming to Jesus moment or life's going to bring you down. And I've always wondered how that works. Like, is it when you have become so vulnerable or quote unquote submissive as a person where you have to be in such a vulnerable position to be able to truly understand it? Because if you are strong headed and you're stuck in your ways, there's no reason to ever convert to a religion if you weren't if you didn't grow up that way right like you have to be in a submissive or very down part in your life to be able to accept it i would think i'm speaking out my ass here god's looking down on me right now and he's like 
this is why you will never understand me. And I'm like, you're right, bud. Keep fighting the fight. Hanging in the clouds. I chase clout. You stay up there, my friend. And I'm pretty sure, like, I'm literally just speaking out loud. I had nothing planned for today. As you can tell, that's why this pod is shitty as fuck. But hey, we're here now. I'm going to at least try to get it a little bit longer. <clears throat> but what, But it is fascinating to me. Like, let's say me. You know, I'll just use me as an example. I'm 25 years old. If I were, let's say, what would it take for me who, not against religion, but I don't know how, at this point, I don't really know what it would do for my life, to be honest. I don't think it would make it better or worse. I think it would just be like learning another skill. I think it would just be like reading a book and applying a self-help book to your life in a lot of ways. And I don't mean to come off as insensitive, but in terms of like, how I would look at it as of right now. But. Let's say I wanted to right. Let's say like you know like you know what. I'm Let's just say I'm interested in it right. Let's say I'm. Thinking about it. How would that look like. And don't say oh everyone's different. Yes obviously everyone's fucking different. No fucking shit. We're all different, but we all have similar... It takes similar things for us to reach similar places. Like when you're in a lot of hurt in your life. You're going to seek similar things as a lot of other people when they're hurt in their life. You're going to seek comfort or distractions. You're going to seek things to inebriate you. You're going to seek things that fuck you up to make you forget about the hurt or the ease the hurt, right? So in that case, like, isn't can religion be considered a drug? Now that I think about, it, holy shit, Clint's putting this shit together. Holy fuck, can religion, let's say Christianity, can or Judaism or Muslim, can those be considered drugs? Because like, because like alcohol or like drugs that inebriate you and try to. Make your mind go elsewhere from reality, in a sense. Can can seeking guidance from religion too much and always using something to justify your bad behavior or to always use something to explain to people that they can't judge you, that it's only your struggle, only God can judge you, right? The same way with like alcohol. It's like. It's it's like. It's not someone else's business. To try to lecture you. On why alcohol is wrong. Why alcohol is not a good way. To deal with the shit you're going through. Or like. Why crack. Is not. The way you should be dealing with your problem. Like well only God can judge me. You don't understand what it's like to have alcoholism. Or you don't understand what it's like to have a drug problem. So we can always resort to. You don't understand what it's like to have my problem. Whatever that is. And I've always wondered. It's like. In my opinion. I feel like a lot of people fall back on religion. That justify bad actions. And still forget that there's a reality. That you have to be able to account for yourself to actually be able to show show a sense of realism about your actions. And not just always fall back on, at the end of the day, only God can judge me. At the end of the day, no one will understand my journey and except for my Lord and Savior. It's like, yeah. But the people on the earth are affected by your decisions. Could you imagine... If Hitler killed millions of Jews, right? I don't know why. You know, when people say Jews, it sounds like such a negative connotation. I realize the way I said it, it sounded that way. But I've always, it's always a weird thing. Can you imagine we just call it like Christians? Look at all these crises. Look at all these muzzies. Like if we just gave 
just slanged it. It would sound a whole lot worse and insensitive, but we're just cool calling Jews Jews instead of calling them Jewish or Hebrews or whatever. Falafels. But, like, could you imagine if, like, um, if Hitler or if, you know, the people that do these mass killings, the Las Vegas shooter years ago, if his reasoning was just, you know, at the end of the day, no one on this earth can judge me. I don't have to apologize to anyone. The only person I have to answer to is my Lord and Savior. I know I just sniped 50 people in this Jason Aldean country music crowd from the Mirage or whatever hotel he was in. Only my Lord and Savior can judge me on Judgment Day. So yeah, but you just put 60 people up there for them to be their judgment day to be a lot sooner all because you had quote-unquote issues. Yeah. Because you imagine people that just did really shitty things that hurt other people, murder people and shit like that, always faulted on that. And I know that's extreme cases, but I think the delusion sometimes when you are that deep in the religion is that you truly feel this you kind of lose this sense of reality and it's kind of to make you bigger up yourself to make you feel like you're superior to make you feel like you have this force shield around you that that the people around you can't affect you that the people on this earth can't affect you the people on this earth can't be affected by you because you're living for you and the man upstairs it's like, and when you have the mindset that there's this higher power that can only judge your decisions, and literally people that are your equals on this earth, it really kind of makes me look at those people like, like the ironic part is they're trying to be down the earth, and they're trying to be reasonable, trying to understand people, but really at the end of the day, when you really look at it, it kind of comes off as people that are more inconsiderate. It's people that are farthest from Earth. They're not down on the Earth that much at all because they really think they're on an elevated stance. But I don't know, man. Just treat people well. Be religious. Be like, I just don't understand. You shouldn't be anti-religion either. Like, we do need some people, you know, holding up society to a standard. We do need people. Now, you don't want these mega church assholes making hundreds of millions of dollars buying private jets using our Lord and Savior as a prop for them to make a lot of fucking money and take advantage of the people who get. I mean, that's why these mega church pastors make fucking bank. It's because they know, like they, because they know the power that a belief in general can gravitate into. And when people are desperate for belief, and when people are so indoctrinated from a very, very young age, they were never able to choose a religion because itself. It's almost like you're adopted into it, like you're because. You are raised from a young age to be in the church, go to church all the time, this and that. And I think there's a lot of good to that. But also, it becomes, it's a habit. It becomes a habit. And it's like, it's really hard to break a habit that you've had. Like if you ate like shit, right? If you ate McDonald's every day from the ages of like five years old to 20, right? It's going to be very hard when you move out and live on your own to all of a sudden just start eating steamed vegetables and filet, fish filet, tilapia and shit. Like, that's not the way it works. You can change those habits over time where it becomes your new habits, but that's not something that you just, like that, just get out of. 
and I think some people, when it comes to religion, like, like me personally, I would say when I have kids, I'm not gonna raise them religion or not religion. Um, I'm not gonna tell them God's just. I'm not gonna tell them that. You know, don't believe in a higher power or nothing. I, that's one of those things like I want them to be able to choose themselves. Not choose it. Look, man, certain things you can't choose. You can't choose your gender. And if you want to change your gender, wait till you're like 20 or something, move out, get your surgery. Still love you. But hey, I'm not changing your gender for you. Not my thing. Um, But yeah. God wouldn't want you either. God loves you for you, the way he made you. I do believe in God in that. He made you the way you are for a reason. Literally, don't change it yourself. Dye your hair. Like, you know. Don't want to wear underwear? Wear panties, fine. But don't change you. God made you. Love you for you. Self-help. Self-love journey. Embrace your penis. Embrace your coot. Embrace your coochie. Man, I'm tired as fuck. But yeah, moral of the story, I guess, is, you know, respect people's religion. You know, even as someone that's not religious. Don't feel like you gotta preach about, ironically, don't feel like you gotta preach about why religion is bad for you. Even though I list the reasons how religion can be, in my opinion, how it can kind of skew the way you potentially could really think in terms of how you can potentially think for yourself. I do think in some ways it can stop that. But look, man, there's a lot of good people that are religious. Respect it. I've been to church, you know. I've thought about, I like going here and there, you know. It makes, um, it kind of, it's good to be in that environment in a very upbeat, well, depending on what church you go to. If you know what I'm saying. Very upbeat environment. Very community. That's one thing I do like. You know. Maybe I'll. I think the main thing that would make me like. Truly make the step and convert. If I were to ever convert. Was just a simple fact that community. Like if you're in the right church. In the right situation. It's just the community man. Like you can't really. Replace it. Like, maybe maybe people get together for church and, like, you know, you've been going for 50 years. Like, you're not going to learn anything new. Like, he, he's not uh, updating it. He's not adding uh, editorial reviews for anyone that wants to, you know, hear a new version. Like, he's not changing it up. He's not redesigning the studio just to make it look cooler. Like, no, nah, guys, like, I did my job, man. Read it, apply it, do your thing, live right. So I think really like, because a lot of churches, it's like, it's, you know, you go to a regular spot over time, it's going to be the same people, you know, people in the areas, people with that have kids that go to school with your kids, or you go with family, like your grandmother, your mother, your third cousin, then they have kids and bring everyone for like certain big events. And it's like, even if God in the church and the actual teaching, even if it's just an excuse for everyone to get together, that's not a bad thing. Like whatever you got to do to get community and getting good things going, I think it's great. I don't care what it is. Except, um, let's, except pedophilia, like, you know, if you're making secret groups, if you're making excuses of, oh, we're going to sit here for AA, but really we want to get to the, we want to get to the kids. It's like, yeah, no, then that's not good community. Not all communities are good. Not all types of unions are good. Just have Bezos. He really doesn't like unions because, you know, they may hold them accountable for unfit work environments, but whatever. Alright guys, I'm just gonna stop it there. This was a fucking awful episode. Not because the topic sucked, but because 
I suck. But yeah, that's episode nine of Often Beats. Go uh, follow the IG, Often Beats. Go follow the YouTube, follow the tube. And now, go follow my fucking TikTok. And remember the follow here on whatever streaming platform, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, follow. Appreciate the support, guys. Um, there'll be better shows ahead. This is the worst by far. But hey, you know, took a couple days off, had some things, ate like shit, a lot of wings, a lot of pizza. Really need to get back to the gym and start um, lifting my heart rate up because it's pretty low because I've been uh, consuming a lot of sugar. I'm literally looking at a Reese's King Cup right now. Am I going to eat it? I'll tell you the next episode when I start. I will tell you if I ate that King Cup. For the time being... Have a great night. Oh, remember. Remember, fellas, go suck some titties. Yeet. Ew. Yeah. All right, guys. Peace. Titties.